Welcome to the Smart Talk series, a Henry George School of Social Science podcast. The Smart Talk series is a weekly podcast with an array of discussions held with academics, policymakers, practitioners, and other professionals to explore new ideas and theories within the economics field. Today, our discussion comes from our most recent annual conference, Why is Housing So Unaffordable? Causes and Solutions. For the next 12 weeks, our discussions will revolve around the topic of housing and house prices with three subtopics. The first will be root causes, followed by an evaluation of current policy responses, and finishes with alternatives to current policy and thinking around affordability. Today, we spoke to Ross Karp. Ross is the Downstate Development Director of Home and Community Renewal, or HCR, an agency within the state of New York. HCR is part of the state's executive branches in charge of administering housing policy. When you think of home builders, who do you think of? If I had a guess, you were probably thinking about real estate developers or even construction companies. And while they are important factors in our analysis, they're only one piece of the puzzle. State and local governments have a huge influence on housing outcomes, and getting their policies right can be tricky. Building new homes requires grants, loans, navigating zoning regulations, and ensuring building codes and standards are met. But doing all this quickly and in large quantities is an uphill battle, to say the least. That's where state and local institutions come in. They can either facilitate this process or slow things down and hinder construction. That's why I'm thrilled to have our guest on today. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, created a housing plan with $25 billion in funding. As development director, Mr. Karp helps oversee these funds and achieve New York's goal of maintaining and revitalizing communities. Mr. Carp received his bachelor's degree in philosophy from the University of Chicago and his master's in city planning from MIT. He has extensive policy and governance experience working for both the city of Chicago and New York and within the state of New York. Together, we discuss some of the housing initiatives under Governor Hochul, a few financing options available to developers, and why New York struggles to increase the supply of housing. And before we get started for today, if you're a regular listener to the program, you've probably noticed something new with the podcast. We've inserted ads into our series, but don't worry, it's for the better. In order to improve the quality of the show, we've turned on ads in order to help us bring on some new guests to the show. Our listeners are important to us. After all, without you, there wouldn't be a show. And we want to make sure we discuss the topics you want to hear about. We've added a poll so you can tell us what you're curious about. What do you want to hear? Is there someone you want to hear from? Are there old guests you want to return? Is there a topic we mentioned but maybe didn't go in-depth enough? Let us know. We'd love to hear. As always, we hope you enjoy this talk, and make sure to check back on our page every week for a brand new episode. Hi, everyone. So my name is Ross Karp. I'm the Downstate Development Director for New York State Homes and Community Renewal. So in case you're not aware, New York State HCR is the state's affordable housing agency, but that encompasses a huge range of functions. So, you know, our mission statement is to build, preserve, and protect affordable housing and increase home ownership throughout New York State. We have a commitment to affordability. You know, we we are really emphasizing sustainability in new in new projects that we're doing. There's you know, a real focus on diversity, justice, and equality in everything that we do. I'll get into a little bit more about the functions of HCR. I also want to call out specifically, because I'm not going to talk about it much more, HCR. If you are in New York State, you are probably aware that there is rent stabilization laws on the books. HCR is the agency that 
administers all of the rent stabilization law throughout New York State. So that's a very complicated function of the agency that is all about maintaining existing affordable housing stock for people that are already in it. But, you know, it's a little bit of a separate function from a lot of the other stuff that the agency does. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I missed the earlier panel today on the, the diagnosing all the problems. I think it's it's probably pretty well established at this point that one of the big issues that we have in this state, you know, as Lindsay was saying as well, in, in New York State and in, in basically every other state, uh, we have a real supply issue. So, you know, one of the main functions of HCR is to create new affordable housing stock in New York State. That's all around the state. You know, we have a mission to serve every community that we are able to around the state. So not just in New York City and its surroundings, but, you know, all across the state. So uh, last year, the state legislature passed a budget that included $25 billion for the development and preservation of affordable housing in New York. So we are working under a five-year plan to create 100,000 new, uh, to create or preserve 100,000 units. Um, so that's by the end of 2026. There's a special emphasis in that for units for people who are in need of supportive services of so vulnerable populations in need of supportive housing. That's a 10,000 unit goal. And so that overall is around 20,000 units per year. On top of that, we have an additional goal of having finance the electrification of 50,000 existing homes. So, you know, that's part of our commitment to sustainability. So, you know, HCR is a, is a huge agency that serves a lot of different functions. You know, we're also funneling different fi uh, federal programs that, you know, maybe pass to, to finance or do, you know, anything that has to do with federal legislation that gets passed onto the state. You know, we're creating new programs as that money may come. You know, the state was involved in the administration of the, of the emergency rental assistance program. So it's a big agency. Um, my function is mostly on the creation and preservation of new uh, of affordable housing throughout the state um, and that is a huge piece of what we're doing you know they're spending hundreds of millions to billions of dollars each year on financing new units all around the state so just talking a little bit of what about what that looks like so we are administering dozens of different programs that are able to be accessed for the finance of new affordable housing. So, you know, that includes that, you know, I would say most of the units that we're closing are new construction, but there's a huge emphasis as well on preservation, because as Lindsay said, you know, we are losing hundreds, thousands of units of affordable housing every year, whether that's naturally occurring affordable housing or housing that may have been existing, have, had existing regulations on it. Um, you know, there's a real emphasis to make sure that those units can remain as affordable as possible for as long as possible. So, you know, some of the programs that are administered through HCR, new construction program, which is just sort of like affordable housing that looks like 60% AMI, you know, sort of straightforward, affordable kinds of units. Um, we have a supportive housing opportunities program, which is for financing new supportive housing throughout the state, senior housing rural and urban community investment fund that can be used for smaller developments in smaller communities, you know, or infill development within smaller urban settings, or even some, sometimes it can be used for commercial spaces within affordable housing, just to make sure that the housing that we're building is part of, uh, you know, it's often part of a more comprehensive redevelopment or revitalization effort on the behalf of a municipality or a county or a town. So, you know, some of our funding is sort of targeted to something like that. And then, you know, we're working really hard on preservation. So that's not only one-off 
affordable housing projects throughout the state, which might be preserved through something called our multifamily preservation program. But that's also working on large scale preservation projects like, you know, working with public housing authorities throughout the state, including NYCHA, which is the largest in the continent, to help preserve their existing public housing stock. Um, and also working on preserving the Mitchell Lama stock in the state as well. So lots and lots of money being put into creating and maintaining existing affordable housing. And, you know, this is meant to serve, you know, there's a lot to say here. And this, you know, we're working in a, we're working in a system where, you know, a lot of the way that we work is determined by the federal guidelines around the programs that we use to fund this housing. There's, there's, uh, a real emphasis on focusing on as low incomes as possible, but you know there's real different needs around the state. You know, I'm sure this is true around the country as well. I can really only speak to New York State, but you know some communities, you know, we have a real disparity in the needs in different communities. So some communities really would benefit from targeting the lowest incomes possible, targeting as much housing for formerly homeless tenants as possible. But some communities are looking for a little bit more of a range. You know, they're historically been very disinvested and there's a real interest in seeing uh, some income diversity or like uh, housing that does something other than just provide housing for vulnerable populations. But, you know, one of our real emphasis uh, emphases is supportive housing. So that's housing that has on-site social services for people who, you know, really without this kind of housing would not be able to remain stably housed, taking people out of chronic homelessness who, you know, otherwise would be sitting in the shelter system really for the rest of their lives and making sure that they can get an apartment and remain there for the rest of their lives. So, you know, there's a, there's a different, lots of different kinds of housing that we finance, you know, trying to help municipalities meet their goals, help get as much housing built as much as possible each year throughout the state. Also noting that we have programs that are specifically targeted towards home ownership. There's some programs that are targeted towards mobile homes. There's, there's, programs for building very small buildings. There's a huge range of things. And then just sort of talking on the like federal resource front where the state's uh, administrating agency for both 4% and 9% low-income housing tax credits. So that's a big part of what we do is give out those tax credits. So that's sort of on the supply side piece of what New York State is working very actively on to try to address this issue. And, you know, the housing market is very complicated. There's, it's can be, it can be fairly segmented. You know, we're trying to target as many of our resources as possible towards the lower end for people that, you know, really are left behind by the market because we feel, for the most part, that's where our money is most valuable. That's where government intervention is the most meaningful. Um, but there is a definitely a recognition that the market in New York and elsewhere is not really functioning effectively. The state, you know, anyone who lives here can tell you state is despite the hundreds of thousands of units of affordable housing that are getting built, state's not necessarily feeling much more affordable than it ever has. So, you know, there is a real uh, recognition on the behalf of the governor that we need some market interventions. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on on that front in New York State. So in the last couple of months, the governor wrecked something that we called the housing compact. So the housing compact was a series of legislative initiatives that were meant to address the failures of the housing market in New York State. So, you know, I'm not going to go into this explanatory piece too much because I think we've probably established all of this pretty well, but, you know, New York State has created a lot more jobs 
then it has created units of housing, which is creating this real mismatch between the need and the supply. As a result, there's skyrocketing prices for rent and for home ownership. And you know, one thing that's really become clear is that a huge driver of the supply issue in this state are really restrictive zoning laws, lengthy approval processes, you know, red tape around site plan approvals and environmental approvals and stuff that many communities have put up intentionally to make it really difficult to develop housing. You know, in the New York metro area, there there are there are there are towns and, and cities that are within an hour on the train of, of Manhattan who have not seen new housing developed since the 60s and 70s. So the governor put out this very ambitious set of policies in order to try to address this. We thought it was a f- aggressive yet fair plan. It would have dramatically increased the housing supply. It had a really aggressive goal of, I think it was 800,000 new units in the next decade or something like that. And it was meant to be drawing on best practices from around the country. Um, we've started seeing a lot of other states implementing really aggressive uh, legislation to try to address a lot of the barriers to new housing creation, you know, especially in Massachusetts has had stuff like this. California is doing a lot of stuff like this. So the, the attempt was to take some best practices from around the country. One of the big parts of this was setting an annual housing growth target for every municipality and community board in New York City. Uh, basically like requiring some upzoning around transit zones and making it really putting in some 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 real world impact if you were not able to meet those targets or show like you know affirmative action towards meeting those housing targets however as some people here may know the housing compact unfortunately did not become law you know really the same kinds of places that have long benefited from the restrictions around housing supply really didn't want to see something like this happen, especially in the form that it was presented in. So it didn't happen. You know, I think some legislative action would be really, really beneficial in the state. You know, I'm working in an agency that reports to the governor. So there's only so much that we can do without the support of the legislature. And so you know, the governor, uh, we, I think we all feel that the conversation around the housing compact started some really, it, it started a conversation that I think is not over. I think we're definitely going to see some more action on these items in the next couple of years. Hopefully, we'll see the legislature taking up some, some of these items, you know, in some form or another. And the governor is really committed to continuing to fix these problems as much as possible. And so on that note, you know, after it was became clear that in the last legislative session, which ended a couple months or a couple weeks ago, that nothing was going to get passed on housing. Um, as of last week, the governor has announced a couple executive actions. So, you know, there's only so much that she can do without the support of the legislature. And so hot off the presses, here's a couple things that have been announced. You know, some of these still need some fleshing out because this is so new. But I just wanted to talk a little about a little bit about these since this is like you know, this is like fresh, interesting new policy stuff that's happening right now. So one of them is historically there's been tax exemptions for new construction projects that provide some level of affordability. Those have become very controversial over the years that the the latest program expired uh, and in the last legislation legislative session was not renewed. There was a real risk that some projects that were approved under uh, a rezoning in one of Brooklyn's higher income neighborhoods 
would not be able to proceed because of that. And so they are talking about a program which would allow those projects to essentially enter into a program with the state where the state would take title to those properties and, and, and give them a tax exemption that looks essentially like what they would have gotten so that we can keep those projects moving and keep those thousands of units in Brooklyn, you know, close to the train, close to some very high income neighborhoods moving and make sure that those get built. I'm gonna skip over number two for a second because I think that's sort of the most interesting one here. Number three, they the every agency is being asked to do an inventory of what state-owned land might exist and see if any of those are appropriate for housing and see if they can be, you know, put out as a request for proposals or something like that to, to try to develop more housing on state-owned land. Agencies are being tasked with looking into regulatory burden that's making it hard sort of on the government side to develop new housing. And then the state is launching a new beta version of a portal to collect and share some housing and zoning data to try to help make sure that we can like understand the impacts of all these laws and understand the housing progress that we may or may not be making. And so number going back to number two, so the governor announced this certification called the Pro-Housing Community Certification. This is an executive order which is going to establish preferences for certain discretionary funding programs for localities that have that are able to certify as pro-housing communities. Um, it's not 100% clear exactly what that's going to look like. More is coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, the state, because, you know, th th this is sort of a way to try to do something on, a, on an executive level that we couldn't do on a legislative level. So, you know, programs that are administered by state, state agencies, you know, whether that's for housing or it's for many other functions, community revitalization, environmental cleanup, things like that, a lot of them are now going to be factoring in housing response to the state's housing crisis in the ability to line up that kind of financing. So, you know, more will be revealed on that as we roll out this program. But, you know, the goal here is to increase our housing production as much as we possibly can, you know, benefits our workforce, benefits the lowest income people in the state, benefits the climate, you know, creates more fair housing access you know, we really think there's a lot of opportunity here and we are all, you know, we're trying to align all of our programs uh, at HCR and hopefully now throughout the whole state government to try to create, you know, affordable, equitable housing throughout the state. Um, I think it's an exciting time, you know, hopefully the conversations we've been having around the housing compact are starting to trickle down, you know, people are really starting to recognize the Sort of more systematic inputs and outputs and housing unaffordability and so hopefully we'll see a lot more action in new york state on this stuff in the next couple of years and in the meantime hcr is pouring hundreds of billions of dollars into new affordable housing every year so that is all i have to say about new york state thank you and that's it for this week's episode of smart talk thank you for listening and we hope it made you think if you'd like to learn more about our research, check out hgsss.org. That's hgsss.org. If you'd like to listen to our content as soon as it's published, subscribe to our show. If you like our show, please leave us a rating, review, or even share with a friend. It goes a long way. Thanks again for listening, and see you next week.